All right. Thank you everyone for checking into casual nonsense. I really do appreciate you giving us a listen. If you have not already, please be sure to follow us on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. And just remember that we're always in the lookout for fun and interesting guests. So if you think you're one of those people, or maybe you know someone who has a really cool story to tell, send them my way and let's see what we can do. I'm really excited to have my next guest, Jackie, on the podcast. She's doing really great things for the art community. Not only is she an artist herself, but she also is a podcast host, a coach, a mentor. Uh, she's just a really just a really good overall inspiration. So if you're an artist and you're stuck on where to go to next, look no further than Jackie. She'll help you get in the right direction. All right, well, let's, let's just get it going. Uh, let's check it out. All right, welcome to Casual Nonsense. Uh, Jackie, what's, uh, how's it going today? It's going good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, just a little uh, quick background on you. So you you are an artist. That's your that's your title. We're going by that. Yes, the overarching okay. title. The simplest form <laughs> is artist, and then a lot of commas after that because I can't really stick with one thing. <laughs> well, who can, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, artist, podcaster. Uh, you're a coach, right? Yes. Just an overall happy person. <laughs> I do my best. I do my best. Yeah. Even as an artist, I find that um, that's one thing that I've always it's not struggled with, but I guess used as a strength is my ability to just juggle a lot of different projects. So from original art to art products um, and for any of your listeners who may be in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, I actually have a public facing studio. Um, so that adds in a whole other realm of hats of talking to the public and almost being mm. a shop in a way and having open hours and um, customer service, all those things that a small business owner needs. So it's a lot of fun. It keeps me very busy. <laughs> I've listened to your to your podcast and you definitely have the personality that fits that, which to be honest was one of the reasons why I reached out to try to get you on the show because that's what, that's what Casual Nonsense is about. I just want to have some good conversations and see what people are about, uh, especially the local folks, you know, me also being in Raleigh. So, so yeah, so welcome. I'm glad that you, uh, I'm glad that we're able to get this time scheduled to get you on here. Thanks. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It's been so much fun. We started about uh, just over two and a half years ago for our listeners who may not be aware. It's called Level Up Artists. And so we have conversations with career-minded artists about the business side of the art world. I feel like I was very fortunate enough to be able to go to art school. Um, and so we see it kind of as a continuing education of, okay, you graduated, maybe you have a degree, maybe you're a hobbyist that's transitioning into wanting to make money with your art. But like, what do you do? Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? <laughs> and so um, it's been really fun just kind of demystifying that creative process. And what does it actually look like for a modern day artist in the realm of being represented by galleries or posting on Instagram or having your own website? Do you do markets? Do you not? Do you sell online? Do you not? Um, and so there's just so many questions that we've, we found, my co-host and I, Adriana May, who's another amazingly talented artist, um, we found we were having a lot of questions and doing those deep dives of YouTube rabbit holes and other podcast rabbit holes or asking our other artist friends what these answers were, how they solved the problems. And so not necessarily guiding this is exactly how you do it, but just giving a voice to other artists to 
of how they did it. And maybe that's a way that it might help other emerging and established artists kind of turn their creative passion into a business. See, I like that because what you've done is you've taken, you've taken the questions you've had and say, well, let's, let's just talk about those questions. You know, you've, you've given a kind of a niche, 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 Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's you know. So I, I I can safely say that I'm not an artist. I know nothing about art, but I was still able to listen to your show because, like I said, I found you too entertaining. And I think that as a podcaster, I can definitely appreciate like what that's about. It's like you know, and and I think your format. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I know you two have been on just the two of you is talking about you know certain topics, but you've also had other local artists on, so you could interview other people. Um, and that's an that's another great way to support the people around you that can come on and talk about their work and what they're doing and just their experiences. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of like the core pillars of our podcast is sharing it forward. Um, because we found there were so many artists in our creative journey and still today that are so generous with information and mentorship for us. And so we just wanted to share forward that information that they gave to us to other artists. And then mm. rather than us being the one voice that people listen to bring them on themselves of someone who maybe went the more commercial route, someone who has several galleries that represent them, someone who completely sells on their own. Um, and so, yeah, all of the artists that we've had are so amazing everywhere from local Raleigh artists to national artists to now expanding into international. Um, so you really get the whole range of, finding artists that work in different mediums or at different phases of their creative career, but they're all willing and able to share everything that they've um, learned along the way. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful space. About the podcast, right? So we'll just dive into that real quick. Yeah. A couple of years you've been doing this. You're, um, if I saw correctly, about 120 episodes deep. We are. We are. Getting up there. <laughs> Every week, right? You guys are... Yes, good with we that? Uh, Consistent. launched on May 4th, Star Wars Day um, in 2021. Nice, well played. Yes, we were like, of course we have to, it was around there. <laughs> um, it's easy to remember. And then, yeah, we have not missed a week, knock on wood. Um, it's been there you go. so much fun. And honestly, it's at that point where... Of course, as you know, as a podcaster, it is a lot of work. It is figuring out those workflows and those systems and what's yeah. our structure going to be and what's really the mission of it. But I felt I felt super, super fortunate in that Adriana and I, my co-host, we were great friends before we started the podcast. And that's kind of how the idea came about because during COVID, we were helping keeping each other accountable for um, our creative practice. We had Monday calls every Monday after my day job, I would come back and go on like three, four hour walks because it was COVID and there was nothing else to do. Um, and we would talk about like, what podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? What artwork are you making? What are you struggling with? And just keep each other accountable. And it really was this like beautiful incubator time where we just talked about all these like big dreams that we had for our art and our business when we were both making artwork off our kitchen table or in our second bedroom. Then fast forward six months later, we both hit huge milestones for our creative businesses by having 
um, being accepted into Art Space, which is a public-facing um, art community center here in downtown Raleigh, um, where they have three different galleries, different workshop spaces, host summer camps, but then they also have over 30 different artist studios. So basically it's this huge warehouse and every room on this big hallway is just a different artist studio. So it's a sculpture and then a jewelry wow. maker and then a painter. Um, and so we both got studios there mid to late 2020. And so we are still close to the public, but just being able to have that opportunity to be in that space surrounded by other artists that were just diving into their craft was so energizing, especially during that time. And so we found ourselves just having late night conversations about our art, about our business. What questions did we have? And we had each other to talk through those things, both kind of running a million miles a minute. And so- Every time we would find an answer or create a solution or someone would give us advice, we're like, man, I wish I had heard this two years ago, or I wish I had heard this six months ago because I just went through a YouTube rabbit hole of personal (laughs) development and business books that kind of relate to art, but not really. But how does this work in the art world? Um, And so we just wanted to put those conversations out to other artists because like, here, we did all this work and had these conversations. You could be a fly on the wall with these incredible artists. So long story short, now we just feel very fortunate to be able to talk to other artists and curators and authors and gallery owners about their perspective of the art world today and sharing forward their wisdom that they've learned. So do you find like, because you're more in that space, like, is that the easiest way that you find guests for the podcast? Like the people actually come to you and say, Hey, I want to I want to be part of your show. I want to talk about this. Or are you still seeking people to come on? Like, how does that's that work a great question? Honestly, everyone that we've had on the podcast, we've approached. I think to an extent in the beginning, it was also still getting our name out there. People weren't really sure what we are doing. Now that we're gaining traction, um, I love my artist community, but they are notoriously bad at marketing themselves. Um, <laughs> and so the idea of hopping on a podcast and talking about themselves for an hour isn't always something that they're going to initiate. Right. However, the artists that we've had on are always super, super grateful. I think it's more of they don't think they have anything to offer other artists. And they're like, oh, well, I'm quote unquote just at this phase. Because artists are also big dreamers and we're always working towards this next goal, very um, independent in our practices as well. And so a lot of the time you think, well, this is how I do it, but that's not the right way, quote unquote. We're like, yeah, but there is no right way. And so if we can exhibit how five different people do this, then people can make the decision on their own. Um, So honestly, a lot of it's that of, convincing people that their voice and their perspective matters, which is also just a super rewarding part of the podcast too, of being able to highlight and document all of these amazing voices in real time. Yeah. Kind of a sector of the world at a specific point in time. That's going to be so different 30 years from now because it's so different than it was. I mean, even 15, 10 years ago thinking of, life as an artist before Instagram was very different than it is right now. <laughs> well, I think like, like you said, right. Everybody has a story that, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't, they don't know, like you said, like they, they think, well, oh, I'm, I'm only doing this. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say, but that's like the whole, 
that's the mantra of even starting a podcast. Like, well, who's going to listen to me? Like, I'm going to talk. Like, what are we going to talk about? Who's going to tune in? Like, I'm not famous. I don't have anything good to say, you know, but it's about, and I think like we touched upon, like, and I, like they said, you have this personality that you can bring that out of people. So the fact that you're an artist, you can talk to other artists. I think they can respect where you're coming from. So mm-hmm. if, if most artists, and I could be wrong by saying most, but maybe they're a little like introvert, right? Like they don't necessarily want to be out there. They don't have the same level of customer service, if you will, Absolutely, right? Yeah. They, they just want to paint or draw or whatever their medium is and put it out there and hope that it, hope that it hits, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I drew this. It's awesome. Like maybe someone will buy this or whatever the case. So you guys intervene, kind of step in there and can hopefully not only help them particularly with their stuff, but then anyone else listening who might relate to them can be like, okay, if this person's doing it, I have a chance. You know, it's that kind of inner motivation, I guess is that's the way I'm looking at it. I think it's that way with any entrepreneur too, whether you're hosting a podcast, whether you're releasing a product, whether you want to open up a space, there's always that self-doubt, that inner critic that I think artists are very used to having as part of their creative process. It's very much a big conversation of, oh, who's going to want this art of mine? Who cares what I have to say? Who's going to value this? So we're kind of used to talking to the inner critic in a way. It's a very common conversation. But yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those once artists come in our podcast and we kind of Adriana and I are both very bubbly, very outgoing personalities. Um, And so that does that does help with like calming people down, but then also helping lift up their voices and making them realize the value of their perspective. So and of course, providing marketing material to them and Instagram reels and stuff to well, sure, yeah, that they wouldn't make normally. Which is, I that's also our way of like giving back to our artist community is highlighting voices that we feel like are super powerful and need to be heard, but then also helping uplift them and their creative practice and their business to where, hey, if they have a collector that wants to look at their work, they can send them the episode where they were on our podcast where they talk for. 30 minutes about their creative process and the meaning behind their work. And we see, just see that as an awesome asset too for their marketing, but that's the whole other side of the business, the art. Well, I feel that, you know, being an artist, like you're, while you're not a salesperson, so to speak, right. I think it's very similar to if you're going to go buy a car. Right. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of talking about this, I think before we started recording, but for me, if you bring an artist on and if I'm listening to them and I'm like, oh, I really like this person's personality or I like their approach to life or whatever, you know, maybe they went through a childhood trauma they're talking about that I went through the same trauma and we're like, oh man, like I can relate to this person. Now I get this art, you know, maybe that might trigger someone to buy it. So it's knowing the person that created it or that's selling it in my scenario anyway. It's like you you want to support that in, in some way because you're like, oh, okay, well, instead of me just going into Michael's and buying some you know, generic piece of whatever, you know, it's like, oh, well, I can spend the same money, maybe a little more, but now I'm contributing locally. I'm contributing to a person. Now I know this person. I can reach out to the artist and be like, hey, thank you. Let me know your next piece of work. You know, who knows, right? You just have that opportunity where, so I like what what you guys provide in that way. Uh, And I think that's one of the benefits of having a podcast. And I think you guys are doing podcasts for the right reasons. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, that. no, I, I think that's really cool. You know what I mean? Because that's, yeah. um, that's why I, I love talking to the podcasters because, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand about like the process. How do you get started? What are you doing? And you're right. I mean, it's, it, it is a lot of work. I mean, you could do it simple. You could just get on, record on your phone and not do anything. I mean, we were talking about audio quality before we came yeah. on. 
And anyone who who does it knows you've got to have some decent quality. So, and that's only one piece of it. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, I'm veering off the subject there a little bit. No, but, yeah, uh, no, but I appreciate you saying all that. That is really wonderful, and I think that is a big thing, both with us being able to highlight the stories of other artists that Adrian and I really found the value of that have always valued it, but especially since moving into our studios at art space, being a public facing art studio. Um, it's always been kind of second nature for me. I have always thought in a marketing brain way, a storytelling brain. Um, and so having a public facing studio, it really, I see it as that in between of, When you go to an art gallery, you can go and appreciate an exhibition of work, right? You can see a Picasso exhibition, or even if it is a more contemporary exhibition of a living artist, you say, oh, wow, this is a super cool painting. Maybe you read a paragraph or two about their history, where they were born. But you don't really know the personality of the artist. And I think that's a huge power that social media and self-marketing can be for artists and any entrepreneur this day and age, because there's so many platforms that are financially free. Of course you have to invest time so that time is money, but financially of the upfront cost with social media, Instagram, with putting out a newsletter, hosting a website is pretty minimal cost in terms of a business. And so being able to really tell your story out of your mouth and not having to worry about a gallery representing you or I don't know, thinking of other businesses, like you have to go through a manufacturer per se. I think that's a huge power this day and age as an artist that can feel very intimidating and can feel very fish out of water for many people, but can be embraced. And so having a public facing studio, we're kind of faced with that every day because rather than being Mm. removed from the artist uh, or removed from the visitor of the gallery with your work, you're coming directly into our creative spaces. You're walking into the door and seeing, Hey, this wall is all completed pieces that I probably wrapped up last week. This wall is my supplies and my tools and my sketches. And these three still have, paint mark on them and tape where I'm cutting off a line and really being able to talk to the personality of the artist, see our stories and ask us questions, which I see as a huge value. Yeah. And they can see the process, right? Like someone can walk in and be like, Oh, this is what it's like. So any maybe aspiring artist, that's another good spot like to check out. Yeah, exactly. So let's touch upon that for a minute. So it's called art space, right? Mm-hmm. It's in downtown Raleigh. I have, I'm going to put the, uh, the website, I'll put it in the in the show description when we're done here, as well as mostly everything else that we're talking about yeah, here today. Be great. So people can <laughs> people can find it. So, so you mentioned before this has about 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 thirty different artists in this in this space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Art Space is a larger nonprofit. Um, they moved into this building back in the 1980s, and so they really wanted to keep art at the core of Raleigh as it was growing, kind of seeing ahead, knowing that Raleigh was going to explode and. I think anyone that's lived in the area recently can definitely attest to that the oh, past yeah. five to 10 years. And so just super thankful for an organization that uplifts artists, um, that everyone there, it's kind of a creative incubator, you know? So okay, with that mindset of it takes three to five years for a new business to become profitable, all the artists there are able to be there for five years. And so it's, hey, come dive into your creative practice, connect with the community, invest in these projects, and then 
you get to pass it off to the next generation of incubator of artists. So it's super, super amazing. Um, I always say I started off as just an art space fangirl. I used to go every month for all of their free events. Um, I used to like talk the ear off of all the artists and just leave the space so inspired to want to dive into my own creative practice. And so that's one thing that I really focus on. I don't think really intentionally, but it's just so ingrained in my space is those are my favorite moments when I can feel the excitement of people when they walk into my space. Almost that excitement that I felt when I had just the side of a kitchen table making my work and you walk in to someone who's just has sketches all over the walls, a huge cabinet of like color gradient bottles of paint, color pencils everywhere. And you're like, I think I just walked into like the coolest place on earth. And I think that's such a wonderful opportunity to have and to be able to give to people and to share with people. It's really an energizing space. When people walk in there, right? So you'd be, you'd be in the middle of working, right? So you're, you're painting something and people walking past, you know, maybe you wave, maybe you don't, but um, so this, and I haven't been in there yet and I want to, I'm going to ask you when I can get in there, but, um, my, my fear is, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, does it have like the, I'll I'll call it like the flea market vibe. You ever go to a flea market and you go to the table and it's just like one person in a chair and like, you're trying to check out what they're selling, but there's, you feel them staring at you, you know what I mean? (laughs) And you're like, uh, I'm good. And you just keep moving. I want to make sure like, you know, when someone goes in there, like, I think you, you referred to it before as like a, like a, like a fishbowl type atmosphere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so if you're walking through there and, and if you're working on something, maybe you're drawing or painting or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, how typically do you do you stop and like, oh hey guys, how's it going? Or do you just kind of continue and let them let them just observe? That's a great question. Um, it's normally kind of reading the situation, um, but all of the studios at Art Space. Um, you almost think of there's two floors, one long hallway on each floor. And so on either side, there are rooms. But every room has a big window to the hallway. And so that's a huge benefit, too, because other equivalent spaces in other states, um, maybe they don't have a window to the room. So if the door is closed, you don't really know what's inside, who's inside, okay. what's going on. Um, and so at Art Space. Basically, for each of the artists, we have full reign over our space. Um, we all keep different hours. Art space as a whole has open hours, but each of the individual artists has our own business open studio hours. Um, okay. And so if the artist is not there, you can still see into their studio space through the window. They have displays like, that you can look yeah, at. Yeah, okay. it's like a huge, I mean, a huge window that's the size of the whole wall. So you can look in and see what tools are on their table, what works are on the wall. Um, all of our contact information is on the door. So if you wanted to follow up with an artist who wasn't there, you can. Um, so if an artist is kind of deep in their creative process and don't want to be disturbed, maybe you'll see them in their studio, but the door will be closed. But if they are open to visitors at that time, maybe they're working on admin work or part of their creative process where they don't mind being interrupted. Right. They'll have the door open. You can walk in and then it's really a judgment call for the artist. It's kind of a, that's the song and dance of being a shop owner at that point yeah yeah i'll typically like keep working on my work um kind of give them an introduction of hey welcome to my studio this is the general flow of it let me know if you have any questions and then kind of keep back to my thing um you can tell if people want to interact but 
I think just letting people experience the space is the biggest thing. Letting them, um, all of my work is kind of an open book. I have all my sketchbooks out on the table. You can look at my drawings. You can look at journal entries. You can look at the books and that inspire my work. And so really wanting to let people just explore and consume the energy because as someone who gets to go to that space every day, I try to not be lost to how overwhelming it can be to someone who's just been there for the first time because there is right. a lot going on. I'm definitely not a minimalist when it comes to my creative space. It's definitely organized, <laughs> but I I always yeah. seem to consume the creative spaces in which I make, which has been a trend over the last 10 years or so um, and has really influenced my latest creative project, which is actually a mini art gallery inside of my studio, which has been a lot of fun. So when can um, when can people get into art space? Like, is it open every day to the public? Or you mentioned like once a month, is it open? How does that go? Yeah, so art space is open every day, or not every day. It's open Wednesday through Sunday. Um, that has varying hours. I believe it's 11 to 7, Wednesday through Saturday, and then Sunday at slightly shorter hours. You can go to their website for exact hours. Um, so it's free and open to the public during those times. Like I said, we have three different galleries, but then also all the artist studios that have different hours. So the galleries are always open during those times. And then you can always look into the artist studio spaces, even if they're not there. But our biggest events every month um, are First Friday. All of the studio artists are there for First Friday. It's the first Friday of every month from 6 to 10 p.m. Yep. So at the time of this recording (laughs) is when it's happening. Uh, Maybe by the time it's released, it's coming up for our next one. But that's when all the artists are there. We typically have live music, a bar, community performances from middle school dance troops and things like that. They all typically have a theme based on the exhibitions on display. And then if you are an artist in the area, my podcast co-host Adriana and I actually host a second Saturday event. So we have first Friday open studio and then second Saturday um, where it's called co-create. So essentially you bring a sketchbook, a notebook, whatever project you've been working on recently, and you can come and just meet, other artists, everyone from hobbyists to full-time professional artists just working alongside each other because we found a real need for a very low bar of entry way to just meet other art friends. It's different than in college where you join like art club or that you have yeah. some type of connection <laughs> to where, hey, I maybe have dreams of doing this full-time or making money or just going to local exhibitions but none of my friends want to go with me. So going and just meeting other creative minded art friends and it's a lot of fun. So that's the second Saturday of every month from 11 to 1 PM. Okay. So I was going to ask you too. So being in a space like that, you're able to surround yourself with other artists, right? So that alone has to have its own kind of motivating inspiration because at any point, you know, assuming that they're not busy working on something, you could just walk over to your neighbor's studio and say, Oh, hey, I get this idea. What do you think of this? So maybe you guys Absolutely. all go to lunch at the same time. I don't know. A lot of coffee breaks together. A lot yeah, of there like, you go. hey, can you come over and look at this? Like, I'm really struggling with this piece, but I can't figure it out. Or, hey, I just ran out of this color of cyan. I really need just a little bit more. Do you have this material? Because you know that okay. person works in acrylic paint. I lovingly call them my like creative coworkers. We're all yep. doing our own businesses. We all have our own styles. Um 
But it's just, it's so fun to be able to have that creative space, especially as an extrovert who loves talking to people, to just have that creative space with other artists. I feel very, very lucky. That's awesome. I think that's pretty cool. So I think that um, you kind of touched upon it when you were saying like most artists don't, aren't good at like advertising themselves or speaking about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, so what, if you didn't have this art space to go to, what kind of struggles, Mm -hmm. like, how does that, how? How do you get your stuff out there as an artist? You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I mean, yeah, we have Instagram now and you have all the social media where you can put your displays out there and stuff. So has that worked for you? Like, are you, have you been, I'll say successful. I don't know. You can just define that however you want, but have yeah. you been successful getting your artwork in places? I know that you got a couple of pieces in restaurants, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do have a handful of, um, solo exhibitions and galleries along the East Coast, um, working with a couple of restaurants, a couple public art projects in the works, which I'm very excited to move forward with. I feel like it would be very easy for me to say, like, yes, everyone should have Instagrams where they talk to the camera every day and YouTube videos and this and that. But I also Ideally, right? I am, yeah. yeah, I am also a extroverted person I genuinely love doing those things and it doesn't fill up the cup for all artists so the one thing I would say is well one finding if you want to become better at those finding a place in which you can learn more about it in a way that feels right to you um so shameless self-plug Adriana and I do have an online community where we do um help other career-minded artists with that business side of the art world um so it's called the level up artist membership so you can go to leveluparticist.com to learn more about that but I would say my biggest piece of advice would be one figure out what works for you and stick to that plan so whether it's you can have an Instagram and never show your face or only show your face in a photo. You can show your hands of your process. But also figuring out where are you going to connect with people in a new way. Maybe that's in person. Maybe that's online. But then also where are you going to maintain the relationships of people that you've connected with. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I would definitely suggest all artists have a newsletter. That has been the biggest pivot point in my art business and I think for me even mentally has really shifted it from just a fun thing that I did to oh this is a business um so there's a lot of free email servers out there that you can use to design templates and things to make it super easy which we talk about in our membership but basically having some way to talk directly to your audience maybe they're people who've already bought your work future people that might buy your work because everyone this day and age knows the algorithms of social media, if they're in your favor, it's wonderful, but also they can change on a dime and they do every day. And it's not a super sustainable business model. If even if you grow an audience super big on there, um, because it can shut down tomorrow, you're kind of like building a business on rented land, so to speak. But yep. email is the only algorithm that really has not changed. Um, and if you make an email and send it to 50 people, you know, it's gonna go in their inbox. At yep, the very true. least, they'll see your name, um, even if they end up deleting it or archiving it. But, <laughs> right, they may not read it, but they'll get it. <laughs> right. But I personally would so much rather 
let's say 60% of the people that I send it to open my email versus I think now on Instagram, it's like 2% of your audience even sees your content. And then the people that even interact with it is even less. So um, just from a number standpoint, huge fan of newsletters and you can just be more personal. So it's a lot more fun. So get a newsletter. (laughs) It's, it's tough on Instagram, right? Cause uh, you have the, the feed that comes across or the stories. I don't know which one to call yep. One's Facebook, one's Instagram, right? But <laughs> it comes across and like, it's tough because I, I'm torn about this. I, I'm no expert on Instagram. I'll tell you, but I, you know, everyone that you follow, they're posting some sort of reel or something that's coming up there. And the biggest pet peeve for me, and if you do this, I apologize, is someone <laughs> who has to post like 12 to 15 reels every time so like mm. i like i'm not watching all your like you're not that important to me i don't care who you are right oh like, like in their I'm, story yeah in their story right so like if you want to share like two or three things and you're like oh this is a funny meme or this is like maybe something you got going on in your business awesome you know you want to do five or six pages of mm-hmm. here's a quick couple things but when you have like 15 things of just like what do you what are you doing? Like you got nothing. Like you, you're clearly just sitting on your phone, sharing everything you see. And like, oh, this is funny. This is funny. Everyone I know, they're definitely gonna want to see this. Like, no, that's not the case. Because I right. skip over, and I'm like, well, give me the one or two good things, and if I like, and then save it, you know. But that again, that's my pet peeve. You know, it <laughs> might work for them, and there may be a reason why I don't have as many Instagram followers. I don't know. No, and I think that's an interesting point because especially if they're resharing other people's content to their feed because I think that's a big part of social media is if you're approaching it as a business who's looking to yeah. grow, um, it really goes down to dis- establishing what's your marketing voice going to be? What type of content are you going to share? What things in your life are you going to decide to keep totally private? And that's totally acceptable. Um, Because I think sometimes people can also swing the opposite way and feel like they have to share everything. Um, And so one thing that I always, especially in the beginning and what I tell other artists now is anytime you post something on social media, whether it's a story, whether it's um, on your feed, a post, a real video, whatever. It's thinking in the mind of someone who's looking at it, like thinking, putting themselves in your shoes and be like, so what? Like, right. what was the point of me looking at this? And it may be, okay, my general energy is very positive and uplifting and wanting to motivate other people. So it makes sense to share maybe two or three other accounts that's an inspirational quote that's this or that because it goes with my general energy. But you don't need 12 of them, to your point. But then also, okay, sharing your artwork, if you just share an image of the work, if no caption, nothing, they'd be like, okay, so what? Is this for sale? Yeah, what am I looking at? Is this for sale? Is this a work in progress? Are you, where can I see this work? Are you announcing that this is, hey, I just added this to my online shop. If you want to check it out, go here. Like, what's the point of me looking at this? Which sounds kind of cold, but I think is super helpful because it also makes you be very intentional on the platform with what do you want the person to do? Ideally, in the perfect world, what is that path that you want them to take? They see this post, they go to your website, they look at your online shop. Maybe they don't get anything, but they see you have a newsletter, so they sign up for your newsletter. And then they hear about all these events. Oh, they're in an event right down the street in my neighborhood. Let me go check them out. Now you just turn someone that was from their Instagram feed scrolling into someone who's seeing you in person at the market. Yeah. 
You know, like, what is that ideal journey you want them to take rather than, like, lunch today and it's just, like, a loaf of bread and in your studio. I don't know. Yeah. Like, some things I'm like, what was going through your mind when you were posting this? I don't know. I, I Like, to your point, right? So, what, like, what you want to look at it as an angle from, you know, from a business owner, like you said, what's the call to action? But then right. also, if you're the, let's say, the end user, like, what's their experience look like? Like, what are they looking at when they see this? You know, because mm-hmm. they're not in your head. Like, you're posting it and you're like, oh, of course they're going to, this picture is this. And how would they not know that? But if you're not spelling it out for them, not everyone's going to know that. So, yeah, um, I dig it. I dig it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you, uh, like, did you, is painting, is that your primary source or what's your, what's your favorite mediums? If Is that the right term? Oh, you see, Mark, that's a very complicated question right now. <laughs> um, yes, I would primarily categorize myself as an abstract geometric painter. A um, lot of bold colors, gestural marks, but also um, influenced a lot by architecture. And so a lot of crisp geometric lines. But I do have a series of art products that are in um, retail stores along the East Coast. Um, okay. As well as I just recently opened, which has been like my new tunnel vision fun project um it's called a micro gallery um so i mentioned it briefly earlier but it's basically a tiny art gallery in my art studio um and so being in my studio i can only exhibit my work but i actually have my master's in material culture which is the study of history through objects um with a focus in exhibition design which is a lot of big okay. words, but basically saying, okay, if you're in a gallery, how, where does everything go? Which wall do things go on? What's the flow of the space? Um, and so growing up, my parents, and still do, have an architecture firm. So the idea of creative spaces and how people interact with spaces has always been top of mind for me. So opening up this micro gallery has kind of been the newest hat for me of gallery owner so to speak which is kind of funny um describing it that way because it's literally a foot by foot by foot box and i have a team of little lego people that's my staff and they install all the work (laughs) um so we have our own instagram page it's going very well so far our first exhibition will be unveiled tonight um so that's jackie sanders underscore micro gallery But yeah, kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation of the self-doubt and then just leaning into it of I've had this idea for a while, seeing a few other similar type of galleries. It's this larger international movement in a way, but leaning into simply things as an artist and as an entrepreneur that you know, you love and you enjoy if it brings excitement and energy to your life, inevitably it's going to for someone else too. You know, it's the same as podcasting. If you have this conversation and get something out of it, someone else is also going to get something out of it. It might not be yeah. the same thing, but it's it has value. Um, and so it's been a really fun project that I'm excited to dive into more. Really just bringing joy and excitement to my creative space, but also the power of laying out an exhibition space where I'm exhibiting those products of the creative process. And so, as I spoke to earlier as well, as someone who expands into creative spaces and just has 
colorful paint scraps everywhere. Everything's in like color gradient order, sketches on the wall, really highlighting those little moments in the creative process that you wouldn't see if you were in an art gallery, seeing the final pieces, but are just as important. And I think just as, if not more interesting of a conversation starter in the inspiration behind the creative piece. Yeah. How did you get to the final result, right? The journey from, you know, blank paper to display. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's the products of the process micro gallery. Um, And so I'm very excited about that. So I guess gallery owner is my newest, my newest hat that I'm adding. (laughs) No, I think that's awesome. So, Mm -hmm. so what we have is we got you, obviously, you know, we'll we'll say a painter, as we said, Mm -hmm. you're a podcast host, helping other artists kind of raise them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You also do coaching, you know, with the leveluparticist.com. So you have an opportunity for the command and like not just being an artist, but kind of small business. Like there's a lot of things in there. Like yeah. just, just from us, the, the brief conversation about Instagram, right? Like that's not just for artists. That's for everyone who uses Instagram right. for anything. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm, I'm a novice with Instagram. I've learned more about it since I've been podcasting. Because I was that person, like I'm going to post this picture, like yep, cool. But then you go back and you're like, what, what do you want? What are you supposed to do with that? Right. right. So that's <laughs> that's definitely good. That's good information. Like, and it sounds so obvious until you realize that you're not doing it. Right. <laughs> right? For sure. So, yeah. But things like that are really cool. So expanding into this space, I didn't realize you had the master and uh, the big words. Uh, <laughs> the exhibition design. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like Thank you came. You similarly for that from that background if that's what your parents do with the architecture so um, that's pretty cool so i could see how you got into that and everything so do you ever get commissioned to like do like a mural like do you do that type of work if i said hey can you come paint this something in my living room have you ever had to do anything like that it's funny you ask that Um, i'm currently working with a new client so i can't officially announce anything paperwork has not been signed but yes i do that yes that's cool. Um, so I have a few public art murals that are in the works right now um, that'll happen this fall, but also for, yeah, individuals um, for whether you're home, whether an outdoor space, but also um, for corporations. So office buildings, things like that. So okay, everything okay. from a small micro gallery, two inch painting up to 30, 40, 100 foot walls. We do it all. That's awesome. <laughs> Keeps it exciting. So it sounds like your plate's pretty full, but besides everything we just mentioned, is there anything else you do for fun? Any other hobbies? I don't, uh, I don't see or hear any pets running around there. So there's no, no dogs or anything. Yeah, no pets currently. Um, I'm definitely keep very busy for that. I am, I work out a lot. I'm an avid athlete. Um, so I'm in a couple of volleyball leagues here in Raleigh. I feel like it's a great way to get off the screen, get outside, get in the sand. So yeah, play a lot of beach volleyball, go on a lot of hikes, get outside, refuel that creative inspiration. So I don't want to, um, I don't want to shameless plug myself, but I, 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 do I, it. I play volleyball it's your podcast. as well. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I love volleyball. I played, uh, I played in high school. We were in a, uh, a beach league a couple of years ago and we played, uh, I forget it was the, the Mac, I think was the, was it triangle, triangle sports. Tri-sports? I forget. This is, Tri sports, that's the one. Okay, yeah. Um, so we did a couple seasons of that, just awesome. kind of some pickup games. So, uh, so if you need a fill in, I'm in. Good to know. I'm Good in. to know. Yep. Honestly, yeah. 
Um, I think sign up will be probably passed by this point, but City of Raleigh is my go-to league. It's wonderful. Okay. It's at JC Park. Uh, shameless plug. But yeah, so there's a bunch of great leagues around here. It's such a great community too. Um, and again, yeah. it's a, just a great space where I weirdly love, this is a total side conversation, but I love having adult friends where you just bond over something that isn't related to your day job to where I have friends. I'm like, I have no idea what you do for work, but like we play volleyball every week and we connect on so many different things or we connect about art. I'm like, wait, what do you do? For your day job again i don't i don't know which is just i don't know kind of those it's that mystery you know yeah, yeah. there's fun elements of adulthood so to speak <laughs> <laughs> well i'll get to the adulthood at some point in my life who knows <laughs> sounds like a lot of work yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> so what i'll do here is i'm gonna i got a list of all like your links and i'll have you confirm them for me i want to put them in the show notes so people can find you find awesome. what uh, what it is that you do they can get to art space they can get to the level up artists um also you know i encourage anyone listening to check out your uh your podcast with you and adriana so i think that's pretty cool because like i said i don't know anything about art but i found myself listening just for like it's the little it's the little tips you know it's the little things in there whereas you know what can i take away from this you know, I, I mentioned I love talking with other podcasters because this is an appreciation for the work that goes into it. And I always look for ways for me to be better. So you mentioned I know you guys do uh, video. I don't do video. I just do the audio. But eventually mm-hmm. I want to do video. So it's seeing other people do video. How do they do it? You know, and just learning because I'll eventually get to that space when I'm ready. But um, but anyway, so I'll put all these uh, I'll put all these things in the, the show description so anyone can check it out. Uh, is there anything that we didn't talk about that any uh, we'll call them shameless plugs, but they're not shameless. This is all for you. <laughs> anything else that we want to talk about? How can people find you? Um, you know, anything else oh, we're missing? Man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a million things that we could keep diving into, but I just want to thank you so much for having me on. This has been so wonderful. Um, if all the contacts will be linked, the best way to get in touch with me, though, for your listeners. Um, if they happen to be on their phones now, would be probably Instagram as a starting point and then going to all my other places. So that's yeah. it's been my at, go-to as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that is at J Sanders Studio um, on all platforms. But yeah, you can also come to my studio down at Art Space. Um, again, first Friday is the best time. But if you have another day that works better for you, you can message me on Instagram or send me an email um, and we can make sure it'll be a time when I'm also there. So I would love to meet you in person. On the first Fridays, what time does that go from? Technically, we're open from the morning, so starting at 11, but the event itself is from 6 to 10 p.m. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But most of the artists are there most of the day, so I could come in there on a Friday at, at 2 and catch most artists probably. Yeah, I, I would say for first Friday, they're probably there mostly for the evening, again, from a okay. – social battery standpoint um they might not be have an early day because then that would be a what 11 hour day at this makes a long day yeah uh yeah (laughs) so um probably in the evening for first friday but all of the artists there are super super welcoming super wonderful people um so you can message any of them on instagram especially if you miss one of them um and say hey i'd love the time to come and meet you and uh come into your studio maybe saw through their window um they're super wonderful. So yeah, we would love to have you come by and check out our creative spaces. It's fun. Yeah, I think I think I'd like to do that as well. Um, just because you know we talked about it before, 
And um, but that was my question. It was like, when can I get down there? Like, I want to come down a time when I know you'll be there, so we can yeah. at least, you know, check out your space. And uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, it's been awesome having you on. You know, I I just blinked and I realized how how long we've been talking for. <laughs> a lot <laughs> goes, of fun. Goes pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank for you sure. so much for having me. This has been so wonderful. And keep up all the great work you're doing. You're doing an amazing job with your podcast, and um, I appreciate you asking me to be on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Casual Nonsense. And uh, be sure to click, like, share, all that fun stuff that comes with it. And uh, stay casual. Stay casual.